Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 161. I am your hostess, Brittany Cross, and welcome to another episode. I'm so excited for you to hear this interview today because this woman is fantastic. I adore her. She's a fellow Texan. Uh, Roseanne Green is a gardening expert extraordinaire. And she is um, here today to talk about her journey on social media. She shares content about gardening, her passion, something that she loves. And she's had some major growth this year in 2022. And she's um, in my membership, Small Biz Social Society. So I've got to know her really well. And she just has such cool um, tips and insight and information about just what she's been through sharing her passion on Instagram. Uh, you might already follow her. If you don't, you need to go to Greenish Texas on Instagram and give Roseanne a follow. So that's coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Um, I don't have much for of a chat for you today except for the fact that it's Thanksgiving week as this episode is coming out. I'm so excited about that. I absolutely love, love, love Thanksgiving. I also love uh, Christmas. We celebrate. We also celebrate Christmas. Um, but I, I still love Thanksgiving, you know, like it does get overshadowed. We all know that. And, um, Christmas is fabulous and I do love it, but I've got to say, I've got a special place in my heart for Thanksgiving. I think it's a special time. I like how it's kind of simpler that you, you know, the idea is to gather together and have um, good food. And, you know, in my family, it just means that we have a casual hangout session. Like it's just super easy. And to me, that just feels good. You're just hanging out with people that you love, eating some good food, the end, right? <laughs> and then after Thanksgiving Day is when we start decorating for Christmas. So at our house, so like on Black Friday and like that whole weekend, we'll, this whole weekend, we'll, um, We'll be decorating and, and starting to gear up for Christmas celebrations next. So anyway, I just wanted to acknowledge that this is coming out the week of Thanksgiving 2022, and I am so excited about that. I'm so thankful for you listening to, to this show. I'm so thankful to even have the opportunity to, to do this for you and with you. It's really special. Doing this show is honestly one of the best things I've ever done in my life, and I'm grateful for it. So um, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. And coming up next is my talk with Roseanne Green. Today's guest is a social media gardening queen with over 20,000 Instagram followers on her account, Greenish Texas. This fellow Texan wife and mom inspires me and thousands of others every single day to grow our own food. Each year, her garden produces hundreds, if not thousands of pounds of fresh organic produce for her family. She also has an impressive career in the financial world where she partners with 125 top producing independent financial advisors affiliated with LPL Financial 
potential by helping them pursue their professional goals. And some fun facts, she's a member of my membership, Small Biz Social Society. She's also a runner and she helps run her family's ranch in the Texas Hill Country. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Roseanne Green. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here, Brittany. Uh, Thank you for doing this. I'm really excited. I adore you, as you know, and and I know that everybody listening will by the end of this episode. And if you're not following Roseanne, get it together, (laughs) get on Instagram right now, go to Greenish Texas. Of course, we'll put all the links in the show notes and all that. But um, I want to talk to you about your social media journey specifically, because it's so inspiring and so fun and cool. But first, if you don't mind, just give people a little bit more of backstory than what I gave them. Like, um, like, like, you know, we know you work in the financial world in your career, but then, and and that you love gardening, but I want to know like why you even started on social media at all. Yeah, great question. So I have been in the financial services industry for two decades since I got out of college. And that was right about the time that the internet started, right? (laughs) That we started getting email. So probably around 2005, 2010-ish, I believe is when Facebook and LinkedIn started to make its way into the professional world. So um, I started Facebook uh, when my babies were born right around 2008, 2010, and LinkedIn somewhere around that time too. And I've always used LinkedIn for my professional contacts in the financial services industry, as well as through you know college and other colleagues in the professional world. I've always used Facebook for personal, uh, family updates, keeping up with friends, um, lots of overlap between Facebook and LinkedIn, but that was how my social media journey began. And then, probably about five years ago, started to see several friends jump ship from Facebook to Instagram. And I did not want to get onto Instagram for a long time because I was already, you know, active on two separate platforms. I dabbled in Twitter, you know, dabbled in uh, this or that here along the way, but I resisted Instagram for a long time and decided when enough friends had jumped ship to Instagram, that I would go ahead and set up my profile there, but it was gonna be different from LinkedIn and it would be different from Facebook, thus gardening. (laughs) So I had already started gardening about the same time that my babies were born um, and I had launched Facebook and and LinkedIn, but never posted about that. Um, I started my garden when my babies were born so that I could Instead of buying organic carrots, I could grow my own carrots and then blend them to feed them at six months or whatever. (laughs) Like that's how gardening got started. And over time with getting onto Instagram, I just really found it to be such an amazing resource for gardeners. Um, And I started connecting to a whole different market of people all over the world about gardening just through Instagram. So I think it's probably been four years that I've been on Instagram. I really got dedicated to it, I would say, in 2019, right before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I joined uh, the Small Business Social Society two years ago and have really been trying to, over time, build my following, build um, my brand. really learn the platform 
and study it and compare it to how other people and how we can use the other platforms because it's very different. Right. Um, but I, I do still now use all three platforms, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook daily. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of things that happen on all three between my professional life, my gardening life and my home personal life. Right. But I just love it. You, I love what you said about studying, um, studying it, studying Instagram, because you really, truly do do that. Um, as you can imagine, I've interacted with a lot of people that have used social media and that are working on things and you really are a student of it. And like, you're, I can tell that you're trying to take it in and learn as much as you can. But what's cool about you is that you learn things and then you go and you take action and you implement and it's really satisfying as, as like from my perspective to be like look at her go she's doing this shit you know it's, it's very exciting to just witness your journey in that and what's really cool i wanted to talk about with your specific instagram journey is that your your you didn't start correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure you didn't start your instagram with your gardening content it, it wasn't already a money-making endeavor for you, right? You were starting it. It's a passion and you love it so much. And, and you started that. And now you have started to make money from your gardening, but would you talk about that a little bit is like what it felt like coming in from that angle of like, I'm sharing my passion. I'm not advertising a business, you know, cause there's a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. And one quick thing back on really being a student of the social media platforms um, quick too is the reason why I study the platform so closely is that because not only in my gardening life, but in my professional life, those platforms are used by my professional clients to market their individual independent businesses, right? right? So I feel much more confident sharing with them ideas and strategies for growing their businesses through social media because I'm doing it on my own personally and then professionally. So yeah, I started Instagram as just gardening, a little bit of antiques and vintage stuff, uh, paraphernalia that I collect. And then over time, like the gardening stuff was really what got the most traction. And so as that progressed, I really started trying to figure out ways honestly, to earn some money to pay for my compost, <laughs> earn some money to pay for my seeds. You know, I started thinking, wow, like if I can make a hundred bucks here or there, then that's a lot of seeds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, you know, I met, I met so many people already through Instagram who were generating revenue off of their following in many different ways. And they were becoming influencers, right? They were influencing something and making money off of it. So over time, especially probably in the last 12 months, I've really tried to figure out how to monetize, how to make more money off the following, but not be overwhelmingly obnoxious about it, right? Like I'm still delivering value every day and educational content, inspirational or entertaining content you know, right. every day on Instagram about my garden because it's so important to me. It's so much of my life on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but the message behind that is I'm figuring out a way to still use social media period to grow a business. 
And right. that's a concept that relates to all my clients on LinkedIn, as well as my friends and family on Facebook who also have businesses. Right. Yeah. It's, I love it. It's so cool. How, how you like your approach to the whole thing. And, and you said, um, Oh shoot. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I blinked. Okay. Whatever. Well, and it- I'll just add, I'll <laughs> just add part of my thought process too, is most of my clients in my professional life are a little bit older than I am. And so like, I'm right on the cusp of being, you know, millennial, <laughs> but I'm not <laughs> technically not, but most of my clients tend to be more like baby boomer generations. So yeah, okay. social media in general is very foreign and you really got to prove it, like prove to, to them why this is worth their while. Right. And that's what I'm doing too. Yes. I, and I do understand that <laughs> trying to show, <laughs> trying to paint that picture for somebody and say, social media is so amazing. And they're like, uh, yeah, but why? And then, you know, having to really and having to really be able to articulate it and explain it. Yeah. I I love that you, you understand that side of some things that I go through and that you and I connect on that a whole lot. I love that so much. Um, I remember, remember what I was going to say, um, a minute ago, sorry, is about you going into it, excuse me, um, from like your passion and love of gardening. And it wasn't, um, making money at first. I would love to speak a little bit more on that because a lot of people listening are going to totally relate to that. Um, a lot of people that listen to the show or maybe like follow me or the show or something, they, they may not be business owners yet. And they may be wanting to do similar to what you did and, and like jump into social media. Cause they think it's cool and it sounds fun and they want to make an impact on the world and do good stuff. But it's like, oh my gosh, what do I do? So at the beginning, whenever you really started making sure you were focused on gardening content, what is, are there a few little tips? Like, did you try to stay super focused on one topic? this week, or did you have any sort of a routine or a schedule or did that kind of develop over time and how you approached it? That's a really good question. So I did, I did over time really, you know, quote niche down, right? So in the beginning I was talking about gardening, vintage shopping, you know, collections, running, fitness, like all these different things. So over time, when I was kind of slowly growing, I tried to analyze what was getting the most traction and it was gardening. And I found that I was getting more questions about that. I was getting more shares, getting more likes on all the gardening related stuff. And that happened to be mostly from women or moms with young kids. And I'd say probably over a three to six month period of time, I that it took that long to click in my mind that, okay, I need to really be talking to her right. more than anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but yeah, no. yeah, I you think did. It, really, it first thing was really trying to figure out who am I talking to? Who am I really trying to help? Who can I really help? Who do I even want to be friends with? Right. And it was, it was moms all over the world. Like my account is greenish Texas. So I'm growing and teaching specific to our climate and our condition, but there's a lot of parallels to gardening all over the world. Um, and I've met people all over the world through it too. So I've also, that also forced me into thinking, okay, if I am going to make any sort of monetization off of my following, 
is, am I limiting myself by just talking about Texas? And that's not necessarily been the case. So even that, like demonstrating that you can grow in Texas, which is a difficult climate, I think has led to me getting a lot of questions and followers from other climates that are not as difficult. Right. They learn from that. Yeah, no, that's cool. You say, that's cool. You say that about the, excuse me, Texas thing, because that is scary for a lot of us out there in social media land where you do want to niche down or like you realize you should, um, you've maybe taken online courses or you've heard an expert say it or something, but it can feel scary because you think, oh, am I, am I then leaving people out? I want to help more. I want to help everyone, you know? Um, but it's a really interesting, weird, tricky thing. It's, it's just a marketing thing that's been around forever, but it's true. If you niche down, you actually do end up helping more people in the end. But so, okay. So you, so you, okay. So you, you found that first, which I think that's important. So anybody listening, if you're like, oh my gosh, what the heck do I do? I have this passion. It's gardening, it's running, it's romance novels, it's whatever. And you really want to focus on it, um, to niche down and stay focused. But what I want to know next is making the content, especially now in more recent times with Instagram reels, cause you are like now a master at that. Um, did that feel weird at first? Did it take time? Kind of explain your feelings on Instagram reels, because there's still a lot of people that might be intimidated by them and not know what in the hell to do and how to approach it. Absolutely. It is, it is a skill set that you have to tell yourself, I'm going to learn. It's a new skill set. That's all it is. Right. Um, if you, if you figure out how the engine works, then you can make it run, right? Like, and with reels, I don't know if it was two years ago, maybe um, sometime around then that reels just started to become so popular. Right. And I was a late, um, like a, a late adopter for reels because I have been very intimidated by showing my face on social media other than in pictures with my family on Facebook. So it took me a really long time to show myself not only just in still photos, but in video <laughs> through reels on Instagram. And I think that's an important step too, is learning, learning how reels don't have to be dancing, even though those are fun too. They don't have to be your face, even though, yes, I think you should show your face eventually, but there's not one single way to make a reel. Like it can fit any genre. It can fit right. any business type. You just have to exercise that creative side of your brain to figure it out and learn a new skill set because that's the hardest part. It's not easy, but you once you learn it, it is. And then the second thing I would say for me was making it part of my daily routine. Um, once I decided this has got to be something I do daily because daily on LinkedIn and daily on Facebook is different daily on Instagram matters and it's necessary to be successful, right? On Instagram, in my opinion. Yeah. So once I just, once I learned that about the tool, I made it part of my routine. I pretty much post while I'm having my coffee in the morning and I will film whenever it's convenient for me, whatever I'm doing that's garden related, even if it's writing in my daily planner about gardening, like anything gardening I'm going to film bits and pieces of it just so that I have something later on to fit into a reel whenever I can. But I have coffee every morning whenever I wake up for 20, 30 minutes. 
and that's whenever I'm posting something. It's normally not whenever I'm actually looking for reels audio. I look for reels audio at other random times of the week and I'll save five or six at a time of reels audio that I like or an idea that I might try to implement on my own. Um, I heard a tip once of somebody who when they see a reel that they like the content or the strategy or the audio, they email it to themselves or DM it to themselves in Instagram. And that's how I do it is I, I send that in a DM to myself. When I have used that audio or that idea, I do a thumbs up on it. So I know I've used it. And then I can review any other ideas through that DM message stream to myself. Right. <laughs> so over a week's time or two weeks time, if that audio is still trending, then I will definitely, you know, try to think there's a way that I can incorporate it. Mm. Um, and so basically, long story short, my process is I post a reel once a day, um, sometimes on the weekend, twice, if I've done something in the afternoon, that's fun. And I really want to talk about right now. And I always try to expand upon that reel content in stories every day. So I'll post the reel and the reel is seven seconds, you know, so, so then in the stories, I will add to that knowledge and that specific content with more details, more video, more photos. Um, I even throw in some questions and quizzes to try to get the people watching those stories to think through what it is that's happening, right, and really engage. Um, right. But I, I have found that works for me. There's periods of time where reels won't get views and that's fine too. I just keep posting. Like I'm just right. going to keep posting. I, I, love what, I love what you do in stories. I think it's so smart of you because why not? Like you, you, you're already on that topic of whatever it is. And that video may as well expand on it, like what you're doing. And it, and then it's, it's, well, it, it does a lot of things. Whenever you do that, you are you're adding to the credibility that you already have as an expert in your field, but you're also like, you're, you're getting people involved. Like you said, with like the questions or the quizzes or whatever. And it just creates this kind of experience in your stories. Really. That's kind of the best way to, to put it. And, and it also is like, <clears throat> excuse me, helps you kind of like use maybe like increase efficiency in a way, or I don't know how you want to call it, but like, you know, repurpose that content basically because you're expanding on it. So I love that because you found that little routine and it probably feels more natural for you now that you've been doing it for a while. Um, I have a question about though. I, let me see. I just noted down two things because I'm getting so many things pop in my head to ask you. Okay. What about respecting your like professional life whenever it comes to this journey because you, you have, you have your professional world and it is, it is, it's a pretty professional world. It's the financial world. And it's like, you know, there's probably a certain etiquette that you, um, are expected to abide by in some sort of way. I'm sure. Um, how have you done? Cause I know a lot of people listening are going to relate to this. They have their professional life. They want to go on social and start talking about their passion. How do they respect that? And keep that in mind? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely. it's a really good question. So I feel really fortunate that the company that I work for is very foot forward in social media presence as well. So they as a corporate firm are 
very much active in digital marketing, uh, online space. They encourage our advisors and clients to be utilizing social media. So it is encouraged, not discouraged at the corporate level. Um, now, what I post about pertaining to my professional world does have to be um, approved, professional, behind the scenes. I'm very cognizant of that. Um, I, on LinkedIn and on Facebook, if I'm utilizing anything that is related to my professional career, it's, it's not going to talk about politics. It's not going to be about religion. Um, it's going to be supportive of the corporate messaging, right? Always. And then, but on the Instagram side, how I try to really balance what I'm doing there, but is not associated with my corporate professional world is I fit it in on my personal times. You know, I do post whenever I'm having my coffee in the morning before I'm sort of on the clock. Um, and then uh, it, with stories throughout the day, if I post, it's going to be kind of around lunch and then kind of around dinner, you know? Um, so I, I want it to be, I want it to look like I'm always there, but I'm, I'm always present, but I'm only posting whenever I'm not working really. Right. Um, right. and I try to be very respectful of my professional job, my employer by not, um, by not taking advantage of that. Right. And I do, especially, I feel like in the last few months, I've tried to be very, specific about how I do my gardening on the weekends and in the evenings and how I plan towards that outside of my professional day job. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think too, you know, what, a, what is a common misconception about Instagram and social media in general is that it's time consuming. It's not. Once you figure it out, once you learn how to post, how to be present without actually being present, then it looks like you're there all day, but it's only, you're not. You're, you're spending yeah. very small amounts of time to really kind of keep up and be present, but it's not the same level of time commitment as a nine to five job, right? right. It's not. I'm so you glad you said <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's so true. It's so true. And I, I do think that that's the thing with people that say, social media. Oh my gosh, I have to take a break. I'm on it so much and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I mean, you don't have to be, <laughs> like, we don't have to be like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling <clears throat> for hours every day. Do we, I mean, we can have our fun moments and do that whenever we want to, but we don't, that's, it's not required. You're, I mean, thank, I'm so thankful that you said that. Um, you can organize it how you want to, you can set up your little time slots in your day, whatever works for you. That's fantastic. What about also though, when it comes to your professional life and having an account like you do, that's not about that, but it's still public, um, in creating the content. Like, um, are you, are you mindful of things like, um, certain, certain song lyrics or things like that? Just, just because you are, you, you do, um, you just, uh, you do have a, something that like, I wouldn't be worried about. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I think a lot yeah. of people are probably thinking about that too. Like, oh my gosh, but what if my employer doesn't like it, if I create this kind of video and they look at my account and they might get scared. So how can somebody kind of handle that and be prepared for that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I very seldom use audio that has cuss words in it. <laughs> <laughs> or I use the part of the song that doesn't have a cuss word. There you go. Very smart. <laughs> okay. Like or whatever. Um, you know, but like I said, I work for a very 
digital marketing supportive company. And if you're not sure if that's the case for your professional employer, then I think it's relevant to have an open discussion about that with your senior leadership, um, with your direct leader is look, I don't like, I have had those direct conversations with my leaders to say, like, I just want you to know that I have this thing over here where there's like 20,000 people (laughs) and it may look to you if you follow me, like I'm doing that all day, but I'm not. Like I had to be very direct and say, I just need to make sure to let you know this is happening and explain that I've studied this. I can do it outside of normal business hours. And I reassured them that it is not going to affect my performance in my job. And then if they, and I asked specifically, like, if you ever think that it is affecting my performance, please tell me, please collaborate with me because that's not my intention. Right. So I think making sure that if there are others like me who are working in a full-time job, but building this presence over here, that's different. You got to be an open communicator about it. Don't hide it. Don't hide it because if you hide it and they find you, that's the opposite that you want to happen. You want to tell them about it before they find you. Right. Okay. Cool. That's really, really good advice. Thank you. I know that'll be helpful for a lot of people listening. Um, Okay. Before we wrap up, we have to talk about growth with you, especially. so growth, well, in this case, growth on Instagram specifically. So you've had times of growth. You've had times of not so much, um, just like a lot of people that have been on Instagram for a while. And you have one of my favorite stories of growth because, you know, you, <laughs> we had our conversation about you feeling discouraged with a lack of growth and literally days later you exploded on Instagram and it was, it was really, it's hilarious now, right? Looking back on that, I would love for you to talk about that story of how you went from feeling like crap, you know, there's not much growth. What the hell's going on? This is frustrating. I feel like I'm doing so great to then it actually happening days later. And what do you think helped that? Do you think part of it was luck? I want to just hear your thoughts on that whole situation. So for anybody that doesn't know, Roseanne had, she had messaged me and she was frustrated, um, with, cause she really was doing really good. I, you really were, you were really devoted to your content you were really like on it and being yourself and you know, all the things. And then it just so happened that days later you went crazy on Instagram, your videos went crazy. So talk to to us about that because it's a roller coaster ride, right? Okay. So early spring, 2022, like I said, I was, I was being really diligent, very um, specific to, you know, have this targeted communication. I mean, I was doing all the things and I was, you know, getting 25 followers a day, maybe 50. I probably had less than a hundred, you know, maybe 200 on a good day, people viewing my stories. And that, that, I mean, like early spring is the height of the gardening season everywhere. Right. And so I was like, everybody should be planting their tomatoes and learning how to plant tomatoes right now. But nobody was. Uh, and then I was just so frustrated. It was so funny that you and I were collaborating about it. And you did, you did encourage me to simplify my bio, which I think made a, di- a big difference. Um, when people started seeing my bio, they, it was more clear what it is that I was there for. 
And then just all of a sudden, um, my reels were getting 20,000 views day after day after day after day. And then it started, I would get 100, 1,000 followers a day. I can't, I can't right? believe how many days in a row you got 20,000 views. It was like two or three, four weeks in a row. 20,000 views, 20,000 views. 20,000 views, 20,000 views, you know, and then I have a couple of uh, reels that my largest one is a random zucchini harvest. That's almost 5 million views. Like, I, call that, I call that the $5 million. And then zucchini. a couple of other ones that are several hundred thousand views or a couple of million views. And so that, that really happened right between like March and May, there was this huge spike. And then I would say, you know, now since May, last five months, it's gone back to 25 to 50 followers a day, which is fine. It's totally fine. And then I'm losing some and that's fine too. I don't really care because now I have substantially more story views and um, engagement on a daily basis. Now I'm in the four to 500 people every day are viewing my stories and interacting with me. And they're my real target audience. So it's been interesting to see how that's progressed over the last year. I definitely think that it's cyclical to the gardening um, year. And I'm, I'll be curious to see if it repeats itself in early spring again, because that's whenever a lot of people start looking to learn more about gardening, um, especially in our area. But, you know, it is what it is. And I got really frustrated. And what I learned from that was I'm not going to get frustrated anymore. You know, it is what it is. I don't care. If I get to, I mean, it'd be great to get to hundred thousand followers, but every day I'm not watching that number anymore. What I'm really focused on is putting out content that matters, that teaches, that entertains. Um, and, and that's what I do every day instead. It's just a waste of time to worry about that follower count going up and down. Um, I'm instead focused on the content that I've developed, um, figuring out more ways to monetize um, that are appropriate for my clients or my followers and my friends and just continuing to learn from the platform because that's what is really enjoyable for it. Um, right. well, the last thing I'll say too is these like learnings over the last year and two years, I'm super excited about because Instagram next year is supposed to be available to my professional clients. So Previously, they could not use Instagram as a marketing platform. They could only use LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Facebook. So I'm super excited to take all of the learnings this calendar year and last um, into next year whenever my other clients now start utilizing uh, Instagram and all the amazing marketing that you can do here. Right. Oh, they're, they're very lucky to have you because you have been such a good student of it and you've learned so much, but the growth thing is, all, you know, you and I always giggle about it. Any, anytime we talk about it, just because it was just so funny. You're like messaging me like, ah, so frustrated. And then all of a sudden it's like, bam, like <laughs> you shot up and, and gained so much, but it is a roller coaster. And there are times like that, that are up and down. I mean, it's, it's inevitable. It's social media. There's so many variables involved in the situation. And while we can have control over certain certain things. We also have things we can't have control over all of the time. So I love how you, um, well, first of all, I loved how you were so honest with me and you, cause you know, that that's how a lot of people feel when you get in those moments, well in life in general, but in this case in social media and you were being honest and you're like, this is annoying. Like I'm doing a good job. 
<laughs> what the <laughs> hell? And, but then, but then to see you basically take advantage of that growth you had and you, you didn't just go, Oh, neat. And kick back and relax. You kept going. So, you know, you could have just been like, ha, okay, I've reached a certain number and now I can kind of chill for a while, but you kept being consistent. You kept serving the audience. And that right there is building up like that foundation with all those new people that came in during that period of time. And like you said, now you're carrying it over into like your next season and it, it can keep adding up like that. And I just, I love how you handled it basically. And how now you're like, it's okay. I can just like calm down now. Like, you know, <laughs> like don't obsess over these numbers, but that's easier said than done. You know, it is. It is. And I, you know, the numbers still count. They still matter to me. I am finance. Like, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. whole career finance. Like I still pay attention to the numbers. Don't get me wrong, but they don't affect me in the same way that they did a year ago. And so now I'm trying to just focus on what matters. Um, I'm still tracking. I still pay attention, but I'm focusing on serving the client base, serving the followers, figuring out how I can utilize it to generate more revenue and those experiences that I can now share with my professional clients going into the new year. Um, I mean, look, like who knows what Instagram's going to be like in six months, right? Exactly. Or even in a year. So we just got to keep learning. And that's what I really appreciate about being part of the membership. Um, I'm also a subscriber on your Instagram subscription. <laughs> uh, I totally like, like all the things, Brittany, I'm going to do it because I believe in professional coaching. Always have, um, and always will like, but we can't all do this alone. If we have a community or we have a coach, consultant, some, somebody else sees things from a different perspective. I am very much a proponent of that and will continue to try to learn and evolve through that type of resource. And I encourage other people to do that too. Um, so for what you're, it's worth, well, uh, you're like yeah. a, you're a dream. Um, you're a dream student, if you will. Um, because like I said earlier in the conversation for me, God, it's so satisfying to watch. Not, I'm not in that. It's not about me being responsible for it, but me being a part of it. And it, from my perspective as a teacher of social media, and then to witness that with you, of you like caring, learning, you know, really trying and putting forth the effort, implementing while wow, you're still doing all your other part of life too. I mean, it's really cool to watch you do all of that. And then to see the actual progress, it's just been like, so for me, for, I mean, I'm over here like clapping sometimes at your videos, like out loud, I'm sure I'm driving Ryan crazy. Um, but I've just loved I've loved witnessing it. And I love how like you want to use that to, to then go help other people, um, in your, in your professional world and you're helping people too, in your content. But before we go speaking to helping people, like, have you gotten, you know, do you get like, I'm sure you do messages or comments or whatever that are, are heartwarming to you. Cause I feel like to me, like what you're doing is so important. You're helping people grow their own food and like food is <laughs> very important. And, and so <laughs> So I feel like yes, surely, surely you had some really sweet, good, special moments with your audience. Absolutely. It makes my day. Uh, I, I got a message this morning from someone in Oklahoma and they're about to have their first freeze of the year. And she's got gobs of green tomatoes. So she's like, oh my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> like they're all going to freeze and then it's all wasted, you know, just like total frustration. And so, you know, all I did was say, okay, well, you know, here's what you can do. Here's a couple of ideas. 
go do it and then let me know how it goes <laughs> you know it's just another part and she it's those thank yous you know she she texted back and said you know i didn't even think about that <laughs> totally I could totally try that um and it's a it's like a it's like a little bit homemaking uh and and then a little bit just like being a mom and multitasking all in the same place but every time I hear somebody say hey I put in a tomato plant this year because of you or hey I just grew some flowers because of you or um you know oh i know what this bug is now because of you <laughs> and your silly jeopardy quizzes you know like that makes my day because right. all those things are demonstrating that the content that i'm putting out is relevant to someone somewhere and it's helping them be um, more focused on providing organic healthy homegrown food and fresh flowers for their family well, thank you so much for all of this, Roseanne. It's really inspiring what you do. You know, I love you and what you do. And so many other people out there are getting so much from you um, and you sharing. And I mean, like, I don't know if you ever expected that you would make this kind of impact on the world by just trying to help people grow their own food, but you are making a huge impact. And I'm excited to see what's, what's to come in the future. But before I go with you, I want you to tell everybody how they can follow you, um, Instagram, anywhere else say it all yep so instagram is greenish and instagram is greenish texas and on linkedin it's roseanne r-o-s-a-n-n-e green roseanne guida green um and uh, facebook too roseanne guida green so thank you Brittany, so much for having me i look forward to connecting with anybody that has a gardening question send me a dm okay all right we'll put all that in the show notes roseanne thank you so much for doing this with me i had so much fun Thank you. Thanks to you. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.